0: Hi, I'm Lawrence. And I'm Karen Tam, and we are the co-hosts of Inside the Champion's Mind. I'm super excited. Are we going shopping? No, not really. We aren't going to be in Melbourne, though. For shopping? No, we're not going to be shopping. We're going to be at the Wellness Summit, September 10th and 11th at the Melbourne Convention Centre. That's pretty exciting. It is exciting because it's your first time going to be there. It is. And along with a whole bunch of other people, too. But even though, whether they're your first time or your second time or third time, you definitely want to come out because it's the last time we're going to do it in Melbourne that's awesome so you can still register you can still register get in there's also going to be myself Damien Brett and along with Up for the Chat Girls Marcus Pierce Joe Wynn, Kale Brock Steph Loeb, the Mary Makes Sister and Tim Robarts. so to register can they save any money yes they can and oh, I like can... saving money yes so you can go shopping go shopping there <laughs> we go so to register and receive $100 off your ticket go to thewellnesssummit.com and enter the code Summit 16 that's Summit 16 go to thewellnesssummit.com we'll see you there
1: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real
0: Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies and sweet potato. If you love the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the Real Food Reel with your friends and continue to spread the real food love.
1: Hi team and welcome back to The Real Food Reel. Today we are joined by Luke Hines. Now Luke is obviously a very well-known clean living expert and some of you may have seen his work as early as My Kitchen Rules Um, but we are here today to chat about Luke's journey in the health and wellness field and certainly what he's up to with the very um, recent launch of his new book. So let's dive in and chat to Luke. Hi, Luke, and thanks for joining the show.
0: Steph, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be able to talk to you and, of course, your listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we can't wait to hear uh, more about your story. So just to set the scene, can you give us um, a nice summary of sort of how you have landed where you are today?
0: Yeah, look, uh, for 10 years or probably more now, I was a personal trainer down in Bondi. And I'd always had a passion for healthy food at the same time because, as you would know, how you move your body and what you fuel it with go hand in hand. And then I'd always wanted a larger kind of stage to speak on, I guess a louder voice. And I guess sometimes in this industry, you need to go above and beyond maybe some normal means to maybe get the profile to talk to a wider audience So one night I was at home and I saw the audition ads for My Kitchen Rules and I thought, you know what, I reckon my mate Scott and I should do that because if there's ever a platform to tell people about eating real food and nourishing their bodies and moving their bodies, it's a show that's on five nights a week for six months. So we auditioned, we got on, and we just made a pact to each other that we wouldn't be the first eliminated. And fortunately, (laughs) fortunately for us, we were not first eliminated. We went quite well. We didn't win, but at the end of the day, we were given a fantastic platform to talk to a massive audience about, I guess, genuinely living a healthy and happy lifestyle.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a good example of how you don't actually need to even win those shows. Like, excuse my ignorance, but I'm not actually even sure who won in your year. Do you? Mm.
0: <laughs> no, that's okay. I remember. Yeah, um, of
1: course.
0: <laughs> they took us out of the competition, but they are dear friends, mm. and their names are Dan and Steph. Um, but it's very true, I guess, with anything in life. It, you don't always have to, I guess, win to have success in anything. It's just about doing your best, and I think that's a really important thing for people to remember, that it. Winning isn't everything, but doing your best and doing the right thing by others is is paramount.
1: Yeah, amazing message, and I think that's certainly where your success comes from, Um, and you've been doing some amazing things since MKR. So what sort of happened next after, I guess, you were eliminated?
0: So I guess a lot of people think when they go on a reality show that everything's going to be laid out for them on a nice platter, (laughs) but in reality, it's actually not. It's a bit of a hard slog because... The harsh truth of it is that the minute you're eliminated or you're off the screen, you kind of become a little bit irrelevant because you're no longer in that prime time space. And before you know it, there's going to be another bunch of contestants making their way through a show similar or the same as you. So the key is remaining current. And by current, you can't keep relying on, yes, I was on that show one day. Mm. So for Scott and I, it was about, I guess, making a footprint that was big enough about what we're passionate about. So health, fitness, food, lifestyle. We needed people to know that we were legit. That beyond my kitchen rules, this is our passion. This is our career. And we can actually inspire people to do, have a better, happier life.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it is something that you guys do so well. Um, well, So what have you done with Scott up until now in terms of being that team that we first saw on MKR?
0: So we've released six cookbooks together, um, which I think is an incredible feat in itself. Um, We're very, very proud of those. um, And they've kind of been over the last three years. And we've also done a number of cooking demonstrations across Australia and New Zealand, which has been really incredible. And we've had ambassador roles together. I mean, we have, I think we've been on every type of aeroplane and eaten at every type of airport as a, uh, as a team whilst we've traveled around and, and doing the different things that we do.
1: Yeah, cool. It's been a great, um, I guess, a journey for both of you. Um, and certainly, as you say, trying to stay relevant so you're just not forever seen as those guys from that TV show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's where some teams get unstuck is they think that My Kitchen Rules is the golden ticket, but without having a message and without having something to share with others, there's really nothing holding people to that brand, the My Kitchen Rules brand. Mm.
1: Did you get some advice on that when you first came out of the show as to how to sort of leverage that platform?
0: Yeah, I think actually one of the most memorable experiences was um, walking off set the day of our elimination and Pete Evans actually pulling us aside and saying, look, you did really, really well, but the hard work isn't over yet. Right now is when you need to absolutely work your hardest to make something happen because, what, we were in Season 4 and now they're up to Season 8. He has seen contestants come and go and his best bit of advice was work bloody hard.
1: Yeah, to keep that ball rolling, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Pete, you um, and him have obviously stayed in touch and you work quite closely with the Paleo Way. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah, um, fortunately enough, Pete and I uh, built a really strong friendship. Uh, Soon after the show finished and the winners had been announced, we were in a position where we could communicate more because obviously during filming, um, it's really important that judges remain unbiased. So um, they had to keep their distance, but we kind of knew we were on the same page. So shortly after filming and the finale had aired, he got in touch and we started doing some personal training together. And then from there, we built a great friendship. And then now we're working on a number of businesses together. So we, um, we work together on the paleo way. Um, Pete's obviously a very prominent face of the food element of that program. And I'm also the, the fitness expert of that program. But behind the scenes, from a business perspective, I also run the business.
1: Mm. There you go. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> Learning something new, everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but you're right, though. I mean, we do see Pete as the face of that business, but we appreciate that um, you have quite a big role, particularly um, in the fitness element. Um, but that's also very interesting that there's so much more to that role. Um, and how are things going with yeah. the Paleo way, even with all the controversy that we've seen in the last couple of years?
0: Funnily enough, controversy um, doesn't do us any harm. Mm. I think it just brings more interest to the program. If people come to the program, they go, the, the website, should I say, So people come to the program website and they're curious, there's so much free information there that they'll be able to make a very much in, well-informed decision on whether this program is for them. And, look, the program isn't for everybody, and we're not saying that everybody has to do it. But there is, a you know, a number of people out there in the world that would benefit from this particular program because it really does, across the 10 10 weeks, reset your body. You remove those addictions, like things from caffeine and alcohol, which I think we all become, at times, very reliant on. And then you also reset your body from things like adrenal fatigue and sugar addiction and understanding how to actually reset your body so that when you reintroduce certain foods, you understand what they're doing for you because there's a lot of people who walk around this earth Not knowing how good healthy can feel.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Like there's this disconnect between the effect that food can have on us, and some people, unless they're sort of, I guess, asked to consider it, have never, ever had that thought or had to have that consideration as to how x makes me feel or how is my digestion i asked someone the other day about their immune system and they asked me what did what do you mean by that and but they never actually considered whether their immune system was good or bad or whether the, the fact that they got sick all the time had anything to do with what they were putting in their mouth and you know you and i or i forget personally speaking i forget these things but you know, it's so good that we can or you can teach people the effect of food and healthy choices and then they can obviously really observe that when they say reintroduce a food or go back to maybe their old ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And it's only once they work with someone like you that they actually are open to the stu- discussion within themselves, within their own headspace. Um, I think people have a habit of when they go to a nutritionist or a naturopath that they sometimes tell the person they're seeing or seeking help from what they think that person wants to hear, um, especially when it comes to food journals and initial questionnaires and initial client consultations. So, what I find fascinating, and I'm sure you do too, is that when people actually are truthful with themselves and they start to say, Well, I, I didn't ever think of the consequences of that food, or I never connected two and two that if I eat that food at 2 p.m., at 3 p.m., I'm exhausted reaching for more. And it's about people, I guess, discovering, you know, how healthy can feel.
1: Yeah, it's very true. I I talk a lot about carbohydrates, particularly with the athletes that I'm working with. And I always ask the question when I start, hands up, who experiences 330-itis? And, you know, everyone puts their hand up and has a big laugh and, you know, we turn it into a bit of a, a joke. But, you know, then when I explain to them that it's totally created by their previous food choices and that the best news is is that it doesn't actually have to happen, they think I'm a loony. Like they actually think that that is really like a, a foreign concept when they first hear it. But it's not until you teach them about blood sugar control and the impact of these refined carbohydrates and, you know, the deal that so they can then make that connection that that's exactly why they are feeling that way, particularly that, um, that danger time of 3 or 4 p.m.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. And, it, and I think also one of the things is that it becomes the norm for people and they end up blaming it on work or the fact that they've been staring at their screen for so long or the fact that that's just what happens at 3 p.m. They don't, they, they've not experienced the alternative positives that you could possibly be having at that time of day.
1: Yeah, they don't know any different. Absolutely right. Very good. So I want to hear all about this new book. So by the time this episode airs, you would have released your very own cookbook. Am I right? Yeah, that's
0: right. This is exciting. Um, as much as the series with Scott has been incredible, yes. um, I think it's time that we both go out and we share our separate kind of stories and our separate passions, because I know we've both got really inspiring messages to share, but they're actually slightly different because we come from really different backgrounds and we also have a different way of delivering food and our passion and whatnot. So this is my first um, opportunity to share what food is for me, and I've called it Eat Clean. And I guess I've called it Eat Clean because it, it then opens it up to be quite welcoming for all. Um clean as i say in the front cover clean will be something different to many many people for some people clean will be paleo for others it'll be low carb high fat for others it could be vegan or vegetarian and i guess what i've tried to do is offer an abundance of recipes for any of these people but i guess the key cornerstone to it is that they are all gluten free they're all dairy free and they're all refined sugar free
1: yeah beautiful i think that's a really good point it's about looking at what the individual you know maybe it's the way they want to eat or their ethical preferences but how to optimize that which i think is a really important message to share because there's no one approach that works for everybody and obviously nutrition is one of the most individual things we could consider but you know it's very easy for some of those um, streams that you mentioned to maybe be a little bit too refined or a little bit too carbohydrate heavy, for example. So just looking at how to optimize each of those individual streams is awesome. I love that.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something I'm passionate about because what I say to anybody, whatever their eating preference and whatever they identify as, whatever tribe they follow – is give this a go give some of the recipes a go it may work for you or it may not and that's okay and the other thing is is if it works for you from a taste perspective you've also got to make sure it works from a sustainability perspective as perspective so you need to be able to afford it and you also need to be able to have the time to keep it up long term because i don't want anyone doing anything that's a quick fix short-lived or you know forcing themselves
1: yeah for sure no diets around here
0: <laughs> no
1: so tell us about some of your favorite meals if you can give away any secrets at this stage from the book all
0: right no i can give some secrets away awesome. um one thing i wanted to do in this book was give people an abundance of vegetables yeah. um i think a lot of people whether they know me from the paleo way or any of my other style of publishing they know that they can get a good steak a nice roast chicken and some fish But I guess I wanted to give people some beautiful raw salads and abundance of cooked vegetables and, and other salad options so that they knew that there was an abundance of other types of foods out there other than the proteins that a lot of people celebrate. Um, And the other thing is trying to keep things simple. How many times have you opened a cookbook and you've read that there's 15 or more ingredients for one recipe? Now, that's not my cup of tea. Oh, that
1: happens to me all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to open a recipe book, and I want to be able to do it with what's in my pantry now. And if I don't have what's in the pantry now, I don't want to spend a fortune getting the ingredients for that recipe. So, for example, my one bowl choc raspberry brownie is perfect and so many people I've spoken to about this recipe have those ingredients in their house and they can make it this afternoon it's not going to cost a fortune and it's delicious
1: yeah that sounds amazing and I just love that concept I'm a bit like you with um you know believe it or not I'm actually not a massive cook I just like real food and I like you know five or six (laughs) ingredients and minimal time and you, you've, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, like when you talk to someone about eating well, a big rebuttal or an argument they might present is time or money or both. And, you know, it doesn't have to be time or like, it doesn't have to be time costly or expensive. And I think that's what's really important about how you teach that message because anyone can do this. And like you say, if they've got the ingredients ready to go, then that's even better,
0: yeah, absolutely. That's, that and I think, and I say this a lot, is that health starts in the kitchen, and it truly starts when people start making smart choices and preparing food for themselves. Because however many meals they make at home, they're making le- they're buying less crap out in the marketplace. Yep. And that is an incredible transformation for so many people. Food can turn their lives around without even lifting a weight or going for a run. I mean, the, the, the benefits of cardio and, and strength training and, and physical fitness are paramount to our physical and mental well-being and our cardiovascular health. But there are so many people out there who, who could have a physical transformation simply by adjusting their food. And the fitness is just a bonus.
1: Oh, without a doubt, absolutely. I and mean, we know how significant nutrition is and what a big role that plays. And I agree with you, like, you know, I probably don't say it as compassionately as you do, so I might have to take a page out of your book there because when someone might um, comment about how they don't like food prep or they don't like cooking, I just look at them and say, well, let's find a way for you to enjoy it because it's not going to go away. You know, It's actually always going to be a part of your life because mm-hmm. you eat three times a day and you can't rely on buying every meal out. You absolutely can't.
0: Yeah, that is – oh, my God. You're you, you speaking my language, ain't eh, you, yeah.
1: <laughs> No, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had an interesting conversation today um, with a, an older client of mine, and um, I haven't seen her for some time. But long story short, she had um, had, had quite a rough time and had um, not been in the kitchen and had been ordering mostly takeout for six months. Oh. And – she was obviously feeling horrendous and went yep. to the doctor for some pathology and had like seriously like iron deficiency, zinc deficiency, low calcium, low vitamin D, and just this list of errors that were basically solely cr- created from her poor food choices. And I, I know it was a, a tough personal time, so um, in hindsight, it probably wasn't the best decision, but it just shows you how – such you know a relatively short amount of time can it it turned her health upside down like she was eating like eating clean and real food and really really healthy Um, Mm -hmm. and she's back there again thankfully Um, very very much so in the kitchen but what a massive lesson to learn
0: yeah absolutely and unfortunately some people learn the hard way Mm. and I don't like seeing that I don't like seeing people who have had poor health for 10 15 20 years and I also don't like seeing people who have celebrated good health who due to any type of reason, whether it be work stress, uh, family upset, um, you know personal distress or depression, it's sad then seeing those people flip their life around, not necessarily for the good. Um, so I guess, you know, it, it, food is medicine and food mm. is such a fantastic um, support for us in so many ways. I just I just hope that more people understand how important food is mm. and we just need to keep the noise out of it, the negative media, the, anything judgmental. We've got to take emotion out of it almost and we need to remember that everyone is different, that bio-individuality that we talk about. And we need to remember that everyone has a different lifestyle. I have the time to make bacon and eggs every morning for breakfast, but such such three kids doesn't. So let's find a solution for this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's always a way. And I often do that. Like I have people that come to see me that might already be eating paleo or eating clean. But what we actually do is we break down their life. So we look at their Training schedule because I get most of my athletes to eat in line with that in terms of their recovery and metabolic goals. So we want to marry those two up. And then we have logistical considerations like travel or work commitments or how long their day is and what their weekend looks like. And that's where the success is because I don't think there's a lack of information. I think a lot of people have access to what good food is these days but i think the biggest challenge is in the application of it which is obviously where the success lies
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely
1: beautiful so the chalk raspberry brownie i'm still thinking about it obviously <laughs> that's sounding really good um and what about what's a nut what's your favorite breakfast um from eat clean
0: all right, I'll, I'll list off two because I know everyone's a little bit different. For those that have time for brekkie, it's the zucchini and sweet potato fritters with the crispy bacon and the sunny side up eggs with a beautiful macadamia nut ricotta. Oh, wow. And that's delicious. Um, but Those who want something a bit more realistic for running out the door, I love my overnight chia puddings. They've got like a raspberry coolie and you can do it the night before in the fridge and literally grab it on the way out the door and eat it in the car or on public transport or at the desk.
1: Yeah, that is amazing. I love both of those ideas and absolutely very practical and then one a bit more indulgent for when your time allows. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can't wait for you to see the book.
1: I know. I'm excited. I get to see it very soon. That's right. <laughs> cool. Um, alrighty. So just wanted to um, get you to share with us. I know you've got a couple of events coming up with some some cooking demos and some shows that you're doing around Australia. Do you want to tell us um, a little bit more about that and where our listeners can find out more?
0: Absolutely, guys. Um, I'm trying to get to as many locations around Australia and New Zealand as physically possible. Because I think the key to inspiring people is to actually being there for them. And it's all well and good for me to post on social media that I've got a new book. But if I can come and do a cooking workshop and a dinner in your particular neck of the woods, then I think that hopefully allows a little bit more inspiration. So... We've got, at the moment, announced, we've got one in northern New South Wales on the 7th of September. We've got one in Sydney on the 16th of September. And we've also got one in Brisbane on the 21st of September. And I'm just about to announce some exciting New Zealand dates. Ooh, so if anyone, nice. if anyone wants any information, they can just head to LukeHines.com and there'll be plenty of information there. Otherwise, you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram, which is at LukeHinesOnline.
1: That's so awesome. I can't wait to see more of that. And as I said, I can't wait to get my hands on the book. So I'll get everyone to head to lukehines.com and get their copy of Eat Clean. When's it released, Luke?
0: It is released on the 30th of, uh, 30th of August, which is tomorrow for my time, for our time talking now, so uh, in just a matter of hours. Oh, so it'll be wow. out the time wow. this goes to air.
1: Absolutely. So that's so cool. So um, grab your copy, team, check it out, and go and stalk Luke on social media and have a look at all of those amazing recipes. Thanks so much for your time today, Luke. It's been awesome to have you on the show. And do keep in touch and let us know what you're up to next.
0: Thank you, Steph. Can't wait. Awesome chatting to you guys. See you soon. See ya. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives